0: Hey, Cyrania. Hey, Michelle.
1: Do you like scary movies?
0: I mean, yeah, but they're never actually scary. Oh my god, right? We should do something about this. Like what? Let's start a podcast. All right, done. Already? What's it called? It's called Nothing Scares Us, and it's available on all major podcast platforms. What's it about? Well, each week I watch a horror movie with my girlfriend. <gasps> that's me! And then we review it and laugh about how not scary it is. New episodes come out every Friday, and you can interact with us on Instagram at NothingScaresUs. Wow, I'm going to subscribe and follow right now. That's great. we we'll finish editing the new episode first. Oh.
1: Hi, this is Jenna. And this is Kelly. And you're listening to ODFM.
0: This episode is One Dark Road from Murder. so it is kind of a transportation
1: oh my god (laughs) i what the hell i don't know
0: planes trains and automobiles (laughs) and all right dark road (laughs) so the rustic enclave of montanito california in malibu canyon has long been the place where kids set up lemonade stands under the shade of oak trees and neighbors leave their doors unlocked as they talk about camping and hiking
1: wow that is not my experience <laughs> right
0: well yeah and i haven't been to malibu at all so i have no idea and if we're on a podcast about true crime so we know that's not where this is heading
1: oh yeah we're about to ruin it aren't
0: we yep yeah <laughs> it used to be all nice and happy will and jada pinkett smith built their 43 million dollar dream home just up the hill from the area's malibu creek state park oh so it's that nice it's that nice it's, it's that like nice. it's like Falls deep in money nice <laughs> so parts of which this area that they own were previously owned by paramount pictures and 20th century fox which was the setting for thousands of films and television shows most famously mash oh which i did not realize no, that was from there i know doesn't it seem all dusty and gross and yeah not cool.
1: it's not supposed isn't it wait mash is vietnam right right yeah
0: what? i know <laughs> I'm so confused. I oh know. God. <laughs> I of course I haven't watched it since I was like little, so who knows but... No, anyway. but I don't remember beaches and stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> like... I just remember like a dusty camp. Yeah. That's what I kinda remember. But weird. Anyway, okay. Anyway. Cool. The area took a turn for the macabre from twenty sixteen to twenty eighteen as the tight knit Malibu community dealt with a spate of unexplained violence. Oh. From an unsolved homicide, bodies dumped along roadsides, and multiple untraced gunshots striking cars.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay.
0: In this super serious area. It got it's super serious, super fast. That escalated quickly. That, <laughs> as it often does in Hollywood. <laughs> James Rogers, who was trained as a wildlife biologist. See, I always, I always get these biologists, the wildlife people. Seriously, what is that? Transportation, I don't know. It must be what I'm attracted to. So James was camping in the Malibu Canyon area in early November 2016 when he was awoken in his hammock by a stinging pain in his right arm. This is why I don't camp (laughs) right there. I know. And he's just sleeping out under the stars in a hammock, which I've never done. It always sounds good, but that's why I haven't
1: done it. It always Mm -hmm. sounds good until you get woken by a stinging pain.
0: Yes. And he thought he'd been bitten by a rodent or a bat or something while he slept. Oh so he got out of his hammock and he followed a sound into the brush near him, thinking he could find what bit him, you know, and be like, okay, I need to worry about this or I don't.
1: That is the opposite instinct that I would have. <laughs> I would be running as far right? in the opposite direction I know. as
0: possible, but that's why I'm not outdoorsy. James is like, no, I'm a biologist. I'm right. trained. But he didn't have a flashlight. And he finally decided not to go in after whatever it was because instead of continued to make running sounds, it got all silent. So he was like, Okay, that's kinda creepy. So whatever it was, he left it and he retreated. But he did shout insults into the silent woods just in case. (laughs) Okay,
1: that I can relate to.
0: (laughs) That I would do. Mother
1: (laughs) You fucking fucker fuck fuck exactly. You bit me. But can can we go back for a second? Yeah. Who spends the night outside
0: and doesn't bring a flashlight? Right. Right. Like uh, or, or your phone. I mean, I guess he would, you would think he would have his phone, his cell phone.
1: 2016. Yeah. He should have had a phone
0: with a. Yeah. With a light. With a light. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. man.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway.
0: So then he left the park walking along the dark Canyon road until he finally had cell phone service. So he didn't. So he had his phone. He had his Obviously. phone. He just didn't think to turn on the flashlight. The flashlight, I guess. He called his girlfriend and she hurried him to the hospital where he was treated for rabies just in case. Yeah, Yeah. a few weeks later, he noticed that a sphere was rising to the surface of the wound. And he said, I know, I know. He said, quote, I was playing around with my nephew at the time and it just popped out. It was metal. You drop it on glass and it goes tink, tink, tink. Came out of the wound. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) James's girlfriend squeezed out a few more of the little metal balls. Before he decided to get an x-ray, the balls it turned out were birdshot and he needed surgery to remove them.
1: How did they not notice that when he went to the hospital? Did they not examine the wound? I guess
0: not. Isn't that weird? They were just like, eh, you're good. Here, here, take some rabies shots.
1: I'm sorry. That's really weird. I'd be like, I'd be going back to the hospital going, um, excuse me.
0: Exactly. Something's wrong here. So he actually had to have surgery to remove them. And at that point he knew for sure what kind of animal had attacked him. What? <laughs> Being that it was a human, a human animal. Yes, nobody I- else shoots things that I know of. Oh my god. That's How did they I know. So many questions. So many questions. So he was so pissed. He kept thinking about the way he had been sleeping inside his sleeping bag with his right arm thrown over his forehead and whoever Whoa. shot him seemed to be aiming for his head. Ah, uh, cuz it went into the shoulder. Oh, shit. Yeah. Creepy, huh?
1: (gasps) Oh, my God. So, yeah, if he hadn't been sleeping like that.
0: He could have gotten it in the head. I don't know if birdshot would necessarily kill a person, but certainly hurt for sure. Obviously, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Another report came out from Melissa. It's not Melissa, just Melissa, Tantangelo, Tantangelo. I kept looking it up thinking I just missed the A somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Melissa. Melissa. Okay. Tetangelo, who claimed that one night in early January of 2017, she and her partner had parked their car at Malibu Creek State Park, the same place James was at, and they were sleeping in their vehicle when they heard a loud bang and an echo of burning metal.
1: Hold on. Were they actually
0: sleeping in their vehicle or were they... Um, yeah. Just or were in they... in the vehicle. Just sleeping in the vehicle. Yeah. Good <laughs> okay. question. But anyway, so they heard... What, what did they hear They you- heard a loud bang and an echo of burning metal. I don't know what an echo of burning metal sounds like, but...
1: Yeah, I'm not familiar with that echo, but okay.
0: The couple thought maybe they had dreamed the sound somehow because they were sleeping, I guess.
1: And, and, and they had the same They had dream? the same
0: dream. <laughs> <laughs> but when they woke up in the morning, they found a sizable hole in the back of the car and then wedged down by the spare tire what appeared to be a shotgun slug. <gasps> police found the shotgun shell inside and told melissa that it had been fired from maybe 20 feet away if not closer and if the bullet had been fired even an inch higher it would have hit her (gasps) while she was sleeping or doing whatever she was doing whatever (laughs) yeah or maybe in the ass if her i don't know (laughs) depends on where her ass was
1: well right it could have been like uh you know if the whoever was aiming there Mm -hmm. she is
0: there she is there she is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i love it <laughs> <laughs> sorry okay Okay. so on may 16th of 2018 francisco reinaldo cruz's body was found in a drainage ditch in front of the malibu hindu temple oh yeah not a good thing to find the temple sits a few hundred yards from the entrance to malibu creek state park yeah. and it attracts devotees from around the world A coroner's report found that Cruz had been killed by, quote, sharp force injuries and blunt force trauma to the head. Oh, my God. According to park officials who wish to remain anonymous, because they're not supposed to be giving this information out. Oh, okay. Yeah. His body showed signs of torture in the form of drill marks.
1: Oh, my God. So this temple brings people in from all over the world. How... If you go to do that, how how bad of a sign is it if you go up and there's a body? Right. (laughs)
0: Um, I think I'm not going to go to that. uh, Yeah. (laughs) take this as a sign, a very, very bad sign. (laughs) A very bad sign that maybe I am not wanted here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. So then on June 22nd of 2018, about a month later, at 444 a.m. in a campground below the Santa Monica Mountains, which is also in this area, Tristan Baudet, a 35-year-old chemist, is asleep in a tent he's sharing with his two young daughters, ages two and four at the time. While asleep, Tristan is shot in the head.
1: Oh! <gasps> yeah. I was just thinking he was out there with a two and a four-year-old, which is pretty ballsy to go get yeah, by yourself. Sure. One adult, two, a two and a four-year-old. What the heck did they do? Oh my God, two and four. I know.
0: It's sad. So just before sunrise, Scott McCurdy, who is Tristan's wife's brother-in-law, Was awakened by a sound that he thought was fireworks. He was along with them. He had gone camping with Tristan and the daughters. Oh, okay. With his kids. Okay. So, but in a different campsite right next to him. Then he heard one of Tristan's girls crying and she wouldn't settle down, which was strange. And he was wondering why isn't Tristan helping her, you know? Right. So, So he goes over to their tent and he opens the flap The girls are whimpering and one of them was saying wet, wet. He could hear the four-year-old girl shushing her little sister trying to comfort her, but he couldn't see anything because it's dark. So he reached for Tristan and tried unsuccessfully to rouse him, which wasn't abnormal because he was such a heavy sleeper. So so Scott's groping Mm -hmm. around in the dark and he finds Tristan's phone and uses it as a flashlight. Oh, God. Scott rolls Tristan over, and by the light of the phone, he sees that he's covered in blood. The girls kneeling beside him were in a pool of it. Oh my god! I know. Oh my god! But they were unharmed, luckily.
1: They are never going to. I day know. Day. I
0: know. Poor babies. Oh so my god! Most of the other guests at the park during this incident didn't wake up those that did later reported hearing three to four loud bangs which they didn't reliably identify at first as gunshots just you know maybe a car door shutting or something so they had gone back to sleep and woke up only when deputies of the la county sheriff's department unzipped the doors of their tents hours later to ask how they arrived when whether they had weapons with them and all that kind of stuff oh god okay and tristan was pronounced dead at the scene One camper, a youth pastor, gathered his wife and several young adult charges that were with him Mm -hmm. and joined the exodus of others trying to leave the campground after this incident. But he he ends up in a traffic jam, his car next to what had become the crime scene, and he spent 20 long minutes looking over the top of his steering wheel at the two little chairs that remained upright outside of Tristan's tent.
1: Oh, God. I know.
0: And you just know what happened. I just ugh, sitting there waiting. I can't even. Tristan's daughters were collected by Scott, their mom's brother-in-law.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. He have been an uncle, right?
0: I would guess. Even if it wasn't,
1: they probably called him that. So yeah, yeah,
0: probably. He had been camping at an adjacent site with his two young children. And they all went to the Malibu Lost Hill Sheriff Station where Tristan's wife, Erica Wu, arrived at the station several hours later to claim her daughter's. I know. And it keeps going. On July 27th of 2018, 19-year-old Roger Chavez Barahona. Barahona? I don't know. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Roger. Roger. Roger's decomposing body was found in an embankment alongside Puma Canyon Road in this area as well. Roger had moved to the U.S. from Honduras in 2016, so he's only 19 Oh, my God. But he was known to have associated with an L.A. gang. According to the coroner, Roger died of multiple gunshot wounds. At the Mm -hmm. time, investigators wrote off his death as another gang-related shooting. His sister-in-law said he had gone missing on July 21st, which was six days before his body was found. She said he'd come to the U.S. with hopes of becoming a diesel mechanic engineer just like his big brother. And oh, I know it's so sad. He, he had no known feuds with anyone. And he was last seen with friends before they left for the Santa Monica mountains. The general consensus among residents and investigators at the time was that there were two separate violent phenomena going on. Like okay. people who are camping are getting shot at. And then there's be- bodies being dumped.
1: Okay. They just, they have two big hot messes on. their That's hands. what That's they what think.
0: Oh dear. The body dumps the police are trying to think are unrelated because. Like to each other? Possibly to each other, but unrelated to the others. And I wonder if it's kind of racial profiling in a way. Oh. Because those two guys were of like a Latino or Hispanic descent. The bodies? Yeah. The Bodies were. And that, oh, but the campers. But the campers were all white. I don't know. It just to me was like, oh, you're, you're nope. kind of classifying them as. Exactly. Oh, they're, they're probably assuming, in gangs or something.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, I could see that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Further complicating matters, though, county officials said that the Mexican cartels often send forced labor across the borders to grow small black market plots of marijuana in the most remote parts of the mountains around Malibu Creek State Park. I had no idea they had like slaves basically that they would send out.
1: That is, I had no idea. I know.
0: Mind blowing. They say small groups of men often working in pairs spend weeks at a time camping out alongside water sources buried deep in the canyons as the pot plants come to maturity now and again one of them hikes down to town to fetch food and water and the sheriffs in turn occasionally send out marijuana eradication teams to destroy the illegal grows. Oh but law enforcement hadn't linked the cartel activity to any of the most recent violence but they thought the body dumps could have been the cartel.
1: Interesting. So, yeah, I think there's a little profiling happening. Yeah, right
0: there. that's what I kind of thought. But I would agree with that. Carrie Bolton, who is the president of the Montenegro Homeowners Association, we all know about how those people are.
1: Right? She was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> she was
0: pissed. She, my, yeah, my yeah, uh, property
1: value is plummeting. People, yeah, are like, you bodies,
0: do <laughs> come on! And also, your lawn is an inch too high.
1: I thought I had problems thinking that we might have a rooster in the neighborhood. This is <laughs> uh, next that's level right. shit. <laughs> I'm worried about a rooster. Roosters like, or bodies. We have bodies. We have bodies.
0: Your rooster is bullshit. Okay. Right. Uh, She had been a 30-year resident of the area, and she Mm -hmm. said she wouldn't go hiking by herself in the Lost Canyon anymore. She had never been afraid to run in Malibu before, but the chance of a random shooter in the hills wasn't worth it, which I totally get. I would agree. (laughs) Yes. And another longtime resident said she had to curb her daily horseback riding, saying she was like a sitting duck out there. She probably Sorry, Karen. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, poor Karen. Oh my!
1: I'm just. How am I supposed to out <laughs> on my horse? <laughs>
0: my life is so rough. <laughs> Despite the proximity to nine-figure homes owned by Robert Downey Jr. and Katie Holmes, Damn. a week rarely went by at this point without someone hearing the crack of gunshots at night and reporting it to the police. So it was I'm like guessing a,
1: those people weren't staying at those homes; they were staying at not. other at homes their, at that point.
0: Like there were, we're gonna gonna thirteen at, others. Yeah.
1: Right. I'm going to stay at one of the other vacation homes this week. I think I might go to
0: Italy this week. Yeah. Yeah, this is too much. Journalist Cece Woods, who ran the website The Local Malibu, said that all I know is this town is freaking out and people are scared to death.
1: I'm so glad she had that ripping report.
0: She had been warning friends and colleagues to avoid driving along Malibu Canyon Road after dark and had been openly criticizing local law enforcement and elected officials for being slow to alert the public. Well, yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. The city of Malibu never put out a public safety announcement, she said. What? I know. She said she believed it's because they don't want to make the sheriff's department look bad. Uh... (laughs) Or Malibu in general.
1: Right. But if people aren't being safe and they're dying, that also makes them. Yeah, that also makes them bad.
0: pretty bad. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: The logic is not sound.
0: <laughs> no, very good point. Uh, so officers were also exploring whether any of these shootings could have been tied to one of Calabasas most notorious unsolved crimes. And I bet you've heard of this one because I've seen several shows and podcasts about it. It's the death of Maitrese Richardson, who was a 24 year old who went missing in 2009. No, I don't know that one. <gasps> Ooh, well, maybe you'll recognize the story when it.
1: Okay, when maybe I I tell I, it a yeah. My, whenever I hear Calabasas, all I think about is keeping up with the Kardashians. Kardashians.
0: Oh my so. oh, God, that's right. <laughs> Mytris, who was visiting the area from Covina, was briefly detained at the Malibu Lost Hill Sheriff Station by deputies for skipping out on a bill at a local restaurant. I remember watching like a Dateline about that Rude. or something. Rude. <laughs> Shit. Come on, rich people. Yeah,
1: pay your damn bill. Pay your bills.
0: She was released just after midnight without her purse or phone, which were still in her impounded vehicle or any form of transportation. The police let midnight. Yeah. And, and, and how old ca- was she? She was only 24. And, and she was almost having, I remember watching the show, a mental break. She was in college. And something was weird. Like, she had left and had really weird things she was telling people. I remember at the restaurant she was at, she was saying all sorts of weird shit. And people were like, whoa, something's wrong with this girl. So there were heads up that something was not something right. Something
1: wasn't right. And so the police were just like, you're free to go now.
0: And and, and her mom had called and paid the bill for her. Cause, she, cause the restaurant had called her mom and she, she's like, oh, what the hell? So she paid the bill and she's like, uh-huh. well, talk to the police and said, well, hold her there. I'll come in to get her. Yeah. And they didn't. Yeah. <gasps> They let her out, and she went missing, and 11 months later, her remains were discovered near a creek, (gasps) seven miles from the station. Mama was pissed. Remember that?
1: Oh, I'm sorry, but the police are totally... Police
0: dropped the ball there, big time. Oh,
1: my God. They're responsible for some of that. Yep.
0: Yep. And they came under intense criticism for their handling of her disappearance, prompting an investigation by then-California Attorney General Kamala Harris. (gasps) (gasps) Oh! I know. But she then later cleared the department of any wrongdoing. Wah, wah. I I don't don't know about that. I like her, but yeah.
1: Yeah, we need to talk. That's, I don't agree with that. Mm -mm.
0: So two things were clear. Residents had reported vastly more shots fired than those that the LASD had acknowledged. And they felt they were being kept in the dark because the police aren't saying anything. Right. One person on the Nextdoor app Wrote, I love that app, love that app. wrote <laughs> four shots now and they're getting closer to Dark Creek Road. And that was at about 1 a.m. on July 9th. And they said, what's going on out there? So it'd be freaky to be hearing all that going on. And you're in this. Really and then nice- everyone's on an app and they're like what tracking the it. Yeah, oh, my God, that's I know. Uh, so four days prior to the death of Tristan in the tent, mm-hmm. a man driving his Tesla Because, of course, because we're in Malibu, we're in Malibu at about 430 a.m. down Malibu Canyon Road reported being shot at. And by July of 2018, residents of the area are regularly reporting hearing gunshots echoing through the hills and telling one another to lock their windows and doors because the cops aren't it.
1: which is so weird. Right. Can't they just like drive down the road at 4 a.m. and just keep an eye out? Like, what the hell?
0: So one couple living in a particularly remote house in the hills above the ocean armed themselves with two shotguns for the purpose of home protection. And they joined their neighbors at a local gun range one weekend practicing for what may come. So they all feel like they're like, I know, scared to death. Yeah, we're on our own. Yeah, and they're like, maybe the man in the tent was a one-off thing. But the alternative that the killing was simply random was worse. You know, that someone's just out there shooting.
1: Right. You can't be like, oh, well, nobody's got anything against me. No, it's anybody.
0: The LASD had no leads that they were willing to disclose to the public. So people crafted theories of their own because you're going to. So the man in the tent, Tristan, had been a scientist at a pharmaceutical company and people were like, had he been targeted for assassination due to something valuable he was working on? Because he was working on Mm -hmm. virus stuff and they thought Maybe the other killings somehow related to the marijuana grow farms for the cartels. And in August, another person, a 21-year-old man, went missing in the area. And months later, the key to his BMW is found discarded on a trail. And I couldn't find anything about that one. It was bizarre. Finally, officials closed the park where Tristan died. And they wrote, Our hearts go out to the victim and his family during this difficult time. The safety of park visitors is our top priority. But that was after they ton- Yeah, they waited quite a while. I'm not What's even sure same? when they finally did it, but it was a long time later. Mother's Day is coming up soon and mom deserves something super special this year. Don't you agree, Jenna?
1: Hell yes. I know I do. My family had better come up with something good this year.
0: <laughs> Guys, don't disappoint mom. Send her to Thistle in Wellington, Colorado. This year, local flower farmers will have fresh designer flower bouquets that are among the other loads of fun goods offered.
1: If you're not in Colorado, no problem. 900 miles away in Illinois, I can still get many of the awesome, handcrafted, and unique gifts delivered to my mom.
0: So that means there's no excuse not to get mom something extra special. Just be sure to order in advance, since mail has been famously slow lately. yes. Visit Thistle at 3713 West Cleveland Avenue in Wellington or online at ThistleWellington.com. So as for Erica Wu, the wife of Tristan, she avoided reading the news. She was desperately grieving the death of her husband. She had lost her own father when she was just eight. And she grew up needing to control all the outcomes of her life after her devastating childhood. So she was like super anal, super like. I have to have, yes, everything organized. She met Tristan in high school and he was the solid, steadfast force in her life that quelled her anxiety. Later, Erica became an objen and Tristan, a chemist, and they stayed together throughout their college years. They married in 2008 moved to Southern California in 2009. They were proud parents to their two sweet little girls and Tristan adored being their dad. He took them camping, bike riding, and hiking every chance he could. Erica being a resident and a doctor often slept during the day after having worked 24-hour shifts and oh, Tristan oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Tristan did a lot of the caretaking of the girls years before they had kids Tristan and Scott the guy that was with him camping okay. the night of the incident had taken a mountain bike ride to Malibu Creek State Park in the morning while it was still dark they went up to the Malibu Creek State Park and started riding through the old set of MASH which was still there I guess the old set is still there. It'd be fun to go check it out. And then up to the bulldog trail, a steep path through wildflowers to Castro peak. When they finally got to the top, they rode along the edge of the Santa Monica mountains. And on one side was the valley spread out below. And the other was the ocean. So they were up there with the whole view to themselves. And they said that after they both became fathers, they wanted to bring their kids up there. And they would always talk about returning. Ah, And this was an opportunity to go do something they loved and show the kids a place that meant something to both of them. I know. So that's why they had gone up there. On Thursday, June 21st of 2018, Tristan had breakfast with Erica and their girls, then packed up his car. At the door of their garage, he hugged and kissed Erica, wished her good luck on the test she was taking that day, and promised to celebrate with her when they returned the next day. He and Scott and their kids drove north to Malibu Creek State Park. They got there in the early afternoon and were assigned a campsite at the gate. When they arrived, Tristan looked around and decided they could do better, which uh, that's what my husband always says whenever we (laughs) go to this place. Nope, this isn't good enough. We're going to keep driving. And you're like, oh, just get there. So they scouted the campground and found another site, which Tristan deemed perfect. So Scott went back to the gate, got them moved, and they pitched camp there, taking turns watching the kids and setting up their two tents. But the family's lives would never be the same. Uh, Had they stayed in that original (gasps) tent site,
1: you know? Oh, shit. I didn't think about that. I know. Isn't that
0: sad? Uh, So Tristan was asleep in a tent with his two daughters by his side when at 444, someone somewhere fired a gun and a single bullet tracing a random but ultimately fatal trajectory found him. If he had been lying down in even a slightly different position, he'd likely still be alive.
1: Oh my God! I was just thinking that because it's like if he was in the tent, it's not like you would know where
0: to aim. Right. It wasn't like someone had walked in there. So now Erica's a single mother. Her daughters were growing up without their dad, just like she had had to do. And it was the only thing she said she never wanted her kids to have to experience. But she at least understands exactly what they're going through.
1: Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I guess there's that. She can relate. and. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. So she said she was so happy with Tristan, and her life had always felt like she was waiting for something horrible to happen because she was so happy. Ugh, it's not heartbreaking. Oh like, I want to cry. Like, ugh. Yes. Because she was just like, this is too perfect. Something's going to happen. And then it did, which is ugh, horrifying. James Rogers, the guy who was sleeping in the hammock. Yes. Said that after his surgery, he drove back to the park and spoke with a park employee and told them, like, I've been fucking shot. This wasn't, (laughs) you know. And he found out the rangers had been told that there was a lot of weird activity going on and were told not to go there at night. The rangers were told that.
1: The rangers weren't supposed to go, but other people could stay. But other
0: people could still stay there. And they hadn't shut the park down yet. Oh, that's some bullshit. Yeah. And the employees were told to treat it like something top secret. I know. So it could have been preventable, Tristan's death, at least. I don't know. James was referred to a few different people and ultimately made a formal report with a state park peace officer. But then I never really heard back from them, he said. He said he'd, I know, he'd said he'd been in intermittent touch with detectives affiliated with the LASD Major Crimes Bureau, but that nothing came of it.
1: What the hell? Balls being dropped everywhere.
0: Everywhere. Balls are dropping. Balls. <laughs> Which, you know, no, there's a surgery no. if they're not.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and so Melissa Tangelo, the woman who had been sleeping in the car that had been shot up.
1: Potentially in her ass, yeah. Oh. Yeah,
0: yep. <laughs> Said that she too had struggled to get the authorities to investigate what had happened. So when she awoke to discover the hole in the back of her car, she had called the LASD. According to her, the dispatcher was like... Quote, oh, well, that's not our jurisdiction. That's not our problem. Call the state park guys. So <laughs> so two and a half hours later, she said the state park guys shows up. And when they arrived, Melissa said, I explained the situation and what happened. And one of them looks me dead in the face and goes, this doesn't happen out here. So <laughs> I looked him back dead in the face and said, well, it did. So what are we going to do about it?
1: Yeah, right. Was he, like, kind of, like, saying she got, like, it happened somewhere else and then she drove there? I don't know. Yeah, like he didn't (laughs)
0: believe her. Yeah. Like, what a dick. So at the scene of the crime, she said there were footprints in the dirt, but the park people were walking all over them. She asked them if they wanted to take pictures, but she doesn't think they did. And when they pulled the slug out of her car, they weren't wearing gloves. Oh, for the love of all that is and she was expecting to give some sort of statement but all they did was give her their card and then she never heard from them again and she waited for some sort of public notice like okay don't go to the park people are shootings are happening but nothing ever came of it and she said she had to personally go and use her facebook to write her story to tell the people in the community what had happened to alert the locals and she tried to alert the local news stations but at that point, nobody would listen to her. She said, it's Malibu. Quote, nothing happens in Malibu. Right. Wow. I know. That's oh bullshit. My God. And after Tristan died, Melissa said she commented on a story about his death on Facebook, noting what had happened to her. And all of a sudden, everybody was interested in it. Oh, sure. Now somebody had to die first. Yeah, somebody had to die first. And she said. She was angry because there's no reason that a man had to get murdered there. It could have been preventable. And if the city would have done what they needed to do and at least warn the citizens, he could have made a conscious choice to go there or not. But he didn't yeah. know. And he got the shorter than a stick for it. Meanwhile, there was someone in the hills around Malibu Creek State Park, breaking into unoccupied buildings, stealing food and other supplies. In late July, the Agora Hills Calabasas Community Centers burglarized. In September, it's a commercial building owned by the Water District. In October, an engineering consultancy reports a third break-in. Surveillance footage from the site shows a man stealing food while carrying a rifle and wearing what sheriff's deputies call tactical gear. I hate to burst
1: their bubble, but shit goes down in
0: Malibu. Shit happens in Malibu, <laughs> bitch. What not, happens here. Um, yeah. No, we're too rich and famous for that. Yeah, no. So the next day, residents report a mass of SWAT vehicles, patrol cars, and other tactical units near the Spectrum Development Offices. The manhunt, which begins at rush hour, lasts through most of the Before day. Of course it did. Because <laughs> that's convenient.
1: Right.
0: It lasted most of the day, but the suspect wasn't found.
1: They sent out SWAT team. They sent out a SWAT for, team. For stealing supplies. Yeah, but not for The people shots. that are dying or getting shot at. Right. Okay.
0: So that night residents report again hearing gunfire. But no SWAT teams are sent out that night. So. <laughs> These guys, they're like, we're just actors. This what is our hell? side job. <laughs> this is bizarre. This I is know. totally bizarre. Isn't it? Two days later, the water district reported... A second break-in on its property. Two days after that, a maintenance worker is driving through a park about a mile south of the Malibu Creek State Park campground when he meets a man who asks him for a ride out of the canyon. The park worker, noting the man's resemblance to the suspect in the prior burglaries, refused. Oh, good for him. (laughs) Yes. Instead, he drove off and called the sheriff's department, prompting the second massive manhunt in the area in one week. Three helicopters hovered over the park for most of the day before darkness fell, and the manhunt was once again called off. Because they only work during certain hours. They only—they're like we got to get back to our acting careers. I'm sorry, this is our our day we'll be job back at rush hour.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I have heard that like the traffic in California is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um. And I think I'm starting to understand what some of the problem is. Yeah. I thought it was just that it was overly pop- populated, but. <laughs> Um, so Maybe like it's the, the SWAT teams. Man, right? the SWAT teams only work and
0: during like rush hour. Rush hour. They're like, we're not working at night. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then the Agora Hills, Calabasas Community Center is broken into for a second time.
1: Oh my god how are they? Hit? How is this person hitting I the same place know. multiple times?
0: Have they not upped their security? Growth? Right, right. That's what I was thinking. Why wouldn't you station someone there? Like, okay, this. Or happened I guess once. they were like, well, we got hit, so we're good now. <laughs> yeah. We're immune. The burglar shatters a glass window early in the morning and vandalizes a vending machine inside, presumably in search of food. Deputies return to the area but at this time after noticing fresh boot prints during their search. They track their suspect to a ravine north of Mulholland Highway and west of Las Ver- some Road. <laughs> and <laughs> Virginies or something? I don't know. Okay. And finally, they arrest a 42-year-old man named Anthony Rowda, who is reportedly dressed in all black and carrying a rifle when he's apprehended. Ooh! Law enforcement sources tell the media that their suspect is a survivalist who often slept outside, breaking into various pa- places in search of food. A family member of Rauda's tells the news that this is, in fact, the second time he's been arrested in the past four months. On the first occasion, he'd been apprehended for trespassing but was released. And that he'd been living in the area for the past 10 years and was afraid of people. So, okay. <laughs> residents speculate that perhaps this is Tristan's killer. But when Rouda appears in court in November, it's for a probation hearing to address alleged violations of his parole. And he's removed from the courtroom after he begins shouting profanity and pounding on his holding cell. What? Okay. As bailiffs drag him out, he attempts to fire his court-appointed attorney. So, he's a little... Yeah, he's not they're
1: there. We're not all. Yeah, I don't know that this is our guy.
0: Today's episode is presented by the Skin Store. For over 20 years, the Skin Store has been the number one destination for premium skincare, haircare, and beauty products. With over 8,000 different products from 300 different brands, the Skin Store has you covered for all your hair, cosmetics, supplements, and of course, skincare needs. Find your favorite brands like Elta MD, Face, Olaplex, and more, all in one place with gifts for every purchase. Right now, the Skin Store is offering our listeners 20% off your next purchase by using the code POD, that's code P-O-D, for 20% off your next purchase at skinstore.com pod pod.list. Skin Store, have the confidence to tackle the day ahead. Exclusions apply yeah, yeah I, don't, uh, I don't know about this guy it doesn't sound like that's his motive is to like shoot at people it sounds like he's wanting food
1: yeah plus it's really weird like they I, i'm gonna kill people but also i need a snack like yeah oh, <laughs> i don't
0: understand. it doesn't seem to kind of go together
1: yeah i i put the dead bodies with the shootings together before i would like, put the right. like, vending machine right things.
0: yes exactly So. At the end of December of 2018, Erica Wu, the wife of Tristan, files a claim against the LASD, the California State Parks and Rec Commission, and the California Park Police, and the California Department of Parks and Recreation. I'm taking you all down. (laughs) I'm taking every one of you all down, alleging that the agencies were aware of multiple unsolved shootings in the area where Tristan was killed but failed to appropriately alert the public. Hell yeah. Her claim seeks ninety million dollars in damages from the L.A. County Whoa. and State of California. Ninety million. I think they want to prove a point.
1: I, I think so.
0: The Wu family's claim against L.A. County and the State of California notes that four different local and state agencies were aware and they of the killing or of the shootings and they negligently failed to care and to provide a safe space for Tristan and his children instead, causing his death.
1: Four agencies and no one did shit. No
0: one did shit. But in the first week of January of 2019, so this is pretty recent, authorities charge Anthony Rauda with nearly every shooting that occurred in the area over the past three years, including Tristan's. So that's 10 counts of attempted murder, five counts of second-degree burglary, and one count of actual murder. All on this mentally unstable guy. Yeah. Officials seem to intimate the suspect is guilty of other crimes they cannot prove going all the way back to 2010.
1: So they're just going to take anything that they had, like, for the last, like, 10 years and just weaving it all together? Yep,
0: this is all this one guy. Seems pretty lazy to me. It it (laughs) kind of does. One detective was quoted as saying, it's a 10-year crime spree that could make a Hollywood movie. At the arraignment, the suspect is restrained in a chair and says very little. Wow. Anthony Rauta was found guilty of violating the terms of his probation for alleged possession of a firearm and failure to check in with his probation officer, which makes sense.
1: Okay, I'll give him
0: that. He was sentenced to 160 days in jail, but he had already served 102. And there's a photo, and I'll have to put this one up because you can tell he's unstable. There's a photo of Rauta being rolled into court, restrained to a chair, and wearing a spit hood (laughs) to keep him from spitting or biting. (laughs) Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, he's he, a little creepy. The restraint was used in response to his outburst formerly of his first appearance, where he went on his expletive filled rant and slammed the walls of his holding cell. And I guess he also attacked a guard at some point. So
1: this doesn't sound like a mastermind. No, it really
0: doesn't. Law enforcement said a key piece of evidence that led to the indictment of him was the comparison of bullets from the murder and some of the other shootings with the nine millimeter carbine Rowda was allegedly carrying when he was arrested in the Malibu wilderness. So they're saying they matched bullets. Okay. In early of June of twenty nineteen, the LA County Sheriff's Department lieutenant James Royal, this is another guy, he sues LA County alleging that he twice had gone to his superiors prior to Tristan's death and asked to warn the public about all the shootings going on. Oh, wow. Both times he was forbidden from doing so. And he claimed his superiors told him that, quote, it was a state park's problem and not theirs. <laughs> so it was bear
1: attacks. What no. the
0: hell? And this lieutenant was made to host a town hall for residents, before which he was told to communicate the department's official position, which was that the previous shootings in the area were unrelated to Tristan's death. And he was told to say there was no confirmed connection. And even now, there's no confirmed connection at the meeting. So even he came forward and was like, fuck this. Nope. It yeah, is right. so not Right. In January of 2019, after the Wu family's wrongful death lawsuit was filed, Royal's lawyer, this is the guy, the lieutenant, his lawyer said that it was confirmed internally that Lieutenant Royal had recommended a warning and then retaliation against him began. He was transferred to a different sheriff's station, super far from his home, and the department opened an internal affairs inquiry against him. Oh, you're kidding. For interfering with an investigation just because he wanted to warn the public. For speaking up Mm -hmm. for them doing something wrong. For speaking up for being a whistleblower. It was his theory that the purpose of the internal affairs investigation was to intimidate him, to either dissuade him from testifying to help Erica Wu's family
1: Mm,
0: or make him a less credible witness should he be called to testify. That's shady. Isn't it? I know. so shady. The department turned the power of the badge against one of its own, his lawyer said. It's a form of retaliation to control him so that they are more in control of the narrative going forward in the wrongful death lawsuit. It's almost like this whole fight about who did what and all this kind of stuff, but without really finding who actually did.
1: Yeah, they're just fighting against each other. Meanwhile, yeah, there could be a guy still out there. Yeah.
0: So the journalist Cece Woods, who I'd mentioned earlier, thinks they have the wrong guy. She spoke to a homicide detective who wasn't on this case, but said it sounds like the guy who committed the murder and potentially the Tesla car thing hit smack right in the hood to pop it open. So it had popped open when the guy was driving. Oh he said that had to have been done with scope. Somebody knows what they're doing. They've got night vision goggles. This guy is not that guy because he didn't have that kind of equipment.
1: Oh, my God. So that he's thinking this wasn't just a couple lucky shots.
0: This was... Right. This was somebody <sighs> intentionally doing it. And Cece said the days after Rauta was apprehended, she'd seen deputies combing the hills looking for what she thought was probably a shotgun that was allegedly used in some of the previous shootings that Rauta was charged with. And she said, even so, let's just say they found the shotgun. How are you going to put that in his hands two years ago or three years ago? And the reports that she got were definitely not his description, like the reports of people seen. I guess there was a guy that had been reported a bunch of times that was a tall, skinny guy who maneuvered very military-like. And, what does that look like? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like a robot? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Okay.
0: And she said that is totally not Rouda. And she says if Rowda enters any plea but not guilty, he's a fool. I mean, he probably is kind of a fool. I don't know.
1: Yeah, there's no telling what's going to happen there. Yeah. I don't even know if he could stand trial.
0: Oh, exactly. Yeah. In fact, okay, so on May 23rd, I think this is still 2019, the website for Malibu Creek State Park announced that it would be reopening the campground on Memorial Day weekend, and the notice made no mention of Tristan's or Rauta's or anything, other alleged victims or anything. Oh, my gosh. Okay. But a young college student's car, once again, had been shot at in the area back in October after Rauta had been arrested. And in March, Montanito residents reported hearing gunfire just after 3 a.m. In April, another woman said she'd heard the the sound of a rifle. So, I mean, it still just keeps going on. It's still happening. And then Cece, the investigative reporter, said she also spoke to what she called an insider at the state parks. Mm -hmm. Told her that... (laughs)
1: <laughs> the Yogi, State Bear? Carp-
0: Yogi Bear. <laughs> Yogi said the Rangers are scared and we're in no hurry to see this campground reopened. So Even they don't believe it's this guy. But it's likely many more months before Rouda's case still goes to trial. I think I was trying oh to look up gosh. information about it, but it doesn't seem it's gone to trial. At a recent hearing, the judge citing Rouda's uncooperative unco- behavior entered a doubt as to his competency to stand trial. Criminal proceedings are currently suspended while he's assessed and stabilized. Right. Okay. The prosecutor's confident that the trial will take place, but when it does, she's facing a challenging set of circumstances. The first five near misses use shotgun ammunition and no shotgun has been found. Oh. Just a month after Rouda's arrest, the Woolsey fire, which was a huge fire in that area, devastated Malibu, scorching much of the state park and destroying the campsite, along with any evidence that may have oh, remained, shits. so it's kind of still a little bit unsolved. I feel like, wow, I know, and that's that case. That's you know, unsolved. I am it's sorry. so creepy. It's super creepy.
1: When was the last reporting of somebody hearing um, gunshots? I think
0: it was October of 2019, I believe. Huh. Mm-hmm. I wonder what kind of
1: effect the coronavirus had on. Yeah.
0: What you know, so yeah, because they would have closed down the park for camping during all that right. anyway.
1: So, so that would have been closed down. The suspect is are, are they sheltering in place? Like, what's happening? Like, I know, what,
0: right? Yeah, <laughs> what, you know, maybe it's Will Smith. I mean, his house is right there, <laughs> right? he's just practicing for it, or maybe it's the MASH people that came the back, MASH people they came yeah. back, right? That is so crazy. You know, and I was looking for not that this exists, but humorous murders <laughs> yes, <right. laughs> um and I came across this site that had all these hilarious serial killer names you know dubbed yeah names
1: right. they're, from they're the, the
0: little nicknames, yes, so I don't think they really exist because I couldn't find any, any info, but the reason I came across this one it was like the Malibu milf murder murderer. What? No. <laughs> Wait, what? I know, so I couldn't find anything about that, but I was like, "Oh, what's this Malibu win?" And it was like, "Holy shit, that's crazy!" Wow, it's like it's still going on,
1: but it's still going on, and everything, like everything in the world, coronavirus has everything mm-hmm. like suddenly on hold, and so this yeah, is so you weird. don't know
0: whether it's really if he's still out there, or if it's but
1: yeah, I highly doubt it's that. Um, I know, it just the guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, he you doesn't know? seem skilled enough and I had read some things about what his family said about him and like he's terrified of people he he had some military experience so he did have that okay but you know some sort of mental issues going on there so I don't know
1: whether yeah, that's, he would really uh, yeah and maybe he hasn't gone to trial yet because between the mental competency and then everything being then shut down yeah. and
0: then probably backlog of things yeah we are totally gonna have to have some kind of a follow up on this yes maybe. When we find it. Yeah, when we find out. I guess I could do my sources. Yes, please do your sources.
1: Yes, please.
0: New Yorker, the Acorn, Patch, Los Angeles.cbs.local.com. GQ. G- and G- GQ GQ. Yeah, they had a really good yeah, uh, Maybe it's like Playboy where they, they they have really I read it for the articles. Articles. Yes. <laughs> and the Hollywood So Oh yeah, that,
1: that balances
0: out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it totally balances it all. right? Yeah. yeah i think that okay. sounds good i just was going to say something about being the last episode but we're off because we
0: didn't. yeah <laughs> that was yeah stay odd thank stay you for odd. listening to another episode another odd episode another very odd episode and this, this is the new season so yes new season we are new in season... season we're in season four, four? how is oh that my possible God. season know.
1: four mm-hmm. that's crazy we haven't even been doing this a year yet
0: we go through a lot of seasons.
1: We do four well, seasons, four, four seasons oh, in a year. Four seasons oh. in a year. We didn't even plan. We're that. so it smart. More... <laughs> it was more. <laughs> it was more. We thought it was cool to end on an unlucky number,
0: <laughs> right? Of course.
1: So, oh my gosh! Wow,
0: we are good. Yeah, we are. We are so good. We don't even know how good we, we are. We don't even know it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you, everyone, for listening and your support, and for those of you who have. You know, told others about us and shared us and given us positive reviews. Please, yeah, please keep going. We are at, oh, also, as of today, we are at.
0: We're at 4.3K.
1: 4.3K, <laughs> plays, And I swear, yes. only like 1K is me.
0: So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the other three. <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, cool. That's awesome. Cool. All right. We'll come
1: back for more next time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. To see images from this story, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ODFM Podcast. Or on our website at odfmpodcast.com, where you'll also find a link to our merch store
0: where you can get awesome stuff like t-shirts, mugs, stickers, and more. And if the weekly podcast just isn't enough to fill your ODFM cup full, join our fan club on Patreon for more content like mini-sodes, bloopers, and discounts at our merch store. That site is patreon.com slash odfmpodcast.
1: And if you do love our bloopers and need more than we naturally do, which is a lot, buy us a glass of wine at buymeacoffee.com slash ODFM podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of ODFM, hosted by Kelly DeVries and Jenna Swanson. Production and editing by Kelly DeVries. Theme music by Eric Swanson. ODFM is a satirical true crime podcast for entertainment purposes only. The stories you hear are serious and true. The comments and opinions are not. We apologize if any of our content is harmful or disrespectful.